The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays. And same game parlays, all on one page. Plus, Start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present. In select states, gambling problem, call 100Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability, no system no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is our reaction to game two of the American League Division Series. That does not go the way of the New York Yankees. An extra inning loss, a painful loss, not doing the job at Yankee Stadium, not defending the home field at Yankee Stadium. And now there's no getting around it, folks. The Yankees are in for a dogfight against the Cleveland Guardians. That's what Friday afternoon's game signaled. And... I know we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Aaron Boone going to Jamison Tyon over Clark Schmidt. And look, I would have preferred going to a reliever there in that situation. It's very difficult for me, though, to make that the overarching theme of the game when the Yankees do absolutely nothing on offense outside of the John Carlos Stanton home run. Yankees hit a two-run homer in the first inning. You're thinking, here we go. They're going to pound Shane Bieber. It's going to be a repeat of 2020 in game one of that best of three series. And to me, I don't know if you guys felt this way. This game changed in the bottom half of the third inning. Second inning, Yankees had a runner on second base. All right, they don't score. No big deal. They had a chance to blow the game open in the bottom half of the third inning and credit Shane Bieber, he strikes out John Carlos Stanton after giving up the home run. And then Donaldson hits a BB to left field that's caught by Quan. After that, it felt like the Yankees left chance after chance after chance after chance on the board. 
And if you look at the strikeout numbers for the Yankees today, my goodness, they're ugly. You don't even want to take a look at the Yankee box score when you see a combined 15 strikeouts and 18 men left on base. I don't want to hear about shadows. I don't want to hear about Cleveland pitching. I don't want to hear about any of that nonsense. The Yankee offense outside of Stanton did nothing. Now, the Yankee fans that will boo and judge are morons. But Aaron Judge so far in this series, you have to be perfectly fair, has done absolutely nothing. Judge in the first two games, very, very little. And I'll tell you who's had terrible at-bats. Terrible, terrible, terrible at-bats is Oswaldo Cabrera. And Waldo has been our guy. We've been supportive. But the corner shack at bat, chase ball four. Then Class A in extra innings when they're down and Donaldson gets on base, swinging at pitches that are nowhere close to the strike zone. This, to me, is where you miss the presence of a veteran like Andrew Benintendi. It has been obvious now in watching as Waldo Cabrera. And let's be real. You could kill Aaron Boone for going to a starting pitcher there in the top half of the 10th inning. He gives up a bloop down the left field line. Does Andrew Benintendi make that play? I don't know. I don't know. We know as Waldo Cabrera's done a good job in the field, but he's an inexperienced left fielder. Is that a play that is made? I don't know. I do not know. Bottom line is this. 15 strikeouts, no runs after the first inning. The Yankees are now in a position where, let's be honest, I think anybody who is listening right now would sign on the dotted line for a Game 5 at Yankee Stadium on Monday night. Remember the conversation we had? Well, what do you do if you're up two games to one? Well, I think the Yankees are going to start Garrett Cole no matter what. That's the way Aaron Boone sounded. We'll see if that ends up being the case. I think they're going to start Garrett Cole if they're down 2-1, if they're up 2-1. I don't think they're playing for a fifth game. But the Yankee offense, how many times have we talked about this in the postseason? The Yankee offense not showing up. Stanton hits the home run in the first inning, and then it's zero after zero after zero after zero. And one more thought, by the way, before we get to some calls, and I see calls are hot and heavy, and I know the Yankee fan is fired up to react after losing game two. Um, What is the point? in carrying Aaron Hicks on the roster, if they're going to run Will Castro for Stanton, which you understand, tie game, bottom half of the eighth inning, trying to win it right then and there, he stole a base, that worked out. Hicks can't hit in the bottom half of the inning and they send Will Castro up there. What is the point of him being on the team? Somebody's got to explain that to me. All right, let's lead it off. I'm sure a very fired up Alex in Newark, New Jersey, in the leadoff spot today. Unfamiliar territory, Newark. How we doing? Oh, uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing great. And listen, it's 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 no surprise the Indians are they're 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 a resilient team, right? They're a gritty, gutty, don't hit home run team. And I'm not saying that's a formula to win a World Series, but you knew they weren't just. And Tito's a great manager, so first and foremost, it was some lucky bloops, all this sort of stuff. You, you knew they weren't going to roll over. That's number one, and they beat a good race team, so you, you you knew that. But but here's the thing: you nailed on it. And we talked about briefly. I'm sorry. Then maybe it comes up with a moment. The game is too big for the rookie outfielder. It just is. Well, I understand that, Newark, but here's the problem. He's going to play the remainder of this series. Benintendi is not saving him in this series. Carpenter is not hobbling out to the outfield. That You nailed it. That's an indictment on Hicks. That is. Well, I understand that. But the Yankees, let's be honest, Newark, they dumped Aaron Hicks and demoted him. 
They traded away Joey Gallo to get Benintendi in here. Cabrera has done a really good job of filling in. He's looked apart. He's had good at bats. The postseason so far, he has put way too much pressure on himself and has swung completely out of his shoes. That's what he's done in the first two games. There's no doubt. I almost rather, just on the outfield, it, how, I don't know how you configure it, I almost rather get Stanton out there. They're not going to do that, though. They're not going to do that. I understand. Newark, I totally understand that. Oh, I, I listen, coming off the bench, not playing for two months, fouled off a bunch of really tough pitches. I thought he was going to come through there. And I got to give Aaron, and you know what, Newark, I got to give Boone credit for this. I thought it was the perfect time to bring Carpenter into the game. Perfect time. But I want, I mean, just me greedy. I don't know. Like, I'm, I have no problem putting him in the lineup and saying, hey, I know he's older, whatever. But you know what? He, he's proven to me that, you know what? I have confidence in him. I want him in there. Yeah, I understand that. But I don't think the Yankees feel good about putting Stanton in the outfit. I think that's the problem. I think if the Yankees had Newark, I think if they had any, Newark, if they had any confidence in Stanton being able to play the outfit right now, he'd be out there. I don't think they think physically you can do it, honestly. And you and you nailed this. And listen, sometimes the, the, the good pitcher beats beats the good hitting team. But Joe Toy used to always say, it, in the regular season, home runs, they're normal. In the postseason, they're magnificent, meaning they don't come around all the time. You might have a game where you're smacking a pitcher, but rarely it's a big home run. That's the problem with this team. And I'm not saying they can't win whatever. I'm not, but you know what? When When they go into these modes, regular season, yes, you can smack them. Postseason, it's a different game. Well, I think the biggest issue more than anything, Newark, Newark, look, the Dodgers, but let's be fair about this. Newark, how did the Braves win the World Series last year? Well, they smashed it. They hit a ton of home runs. The Dodgers two years ago, how'd they win the World Series? Smashed it. Okay. The, the difference is, though, they're not, but here's the difference. Newark, here's the difference. You can't strike out 15 times. That, to me, is the problem. You... With pitching now and with bullpens now, it's really hard, dude, to string together three, four, five hits in an inning and at a time. It doesn't happen, bro. It's really, really hard to do. So you got to make those hits count. But you also cannot strike out 15 times the way the Yankees did in this game. That, to me, is the problem. And here, and here's, and here's the other thing. You have a lot of calls, and God bless you. But and and here's the thing. Listen, two games. Judge doesn't do anything. No one blinks an eye this season. No one even misses a beat. But in the postseason, you notice it. And I know they say game one he influenced it with his walks and and this and that. And they pitched around him, and the other people got good pitches. And then that's probably all true. But the point of the matter is, the box score is the box score. And you know what? You cannot have him, our guy, our Roger Maris, our MVP. So, um, he needs, we need him to lead the way. He's got to step up. Listen, Newark, and I hated the booze today, but I'll be fair about this. When they go to Cleveland tomorrow and on Sunday, good call as always, they need more out of Aaron Judge. And I think Aaron Judge would be the first guy to tell you that. Aaron Judge had a miserable game, too. Miserable, miserable, miserable game, too. They go as he goes. Not good enough first two games of this series. Let's head to David, who's up next. David, hello. How are we doing? So good, JJ. What a ter- what a terrible game. And this is like deja vu every year with this team. How many times is the are we going to get into the postseason and this offense forgets how to hit? I mean, what happened to Aaron Judge? What happened to the guy? Yeah, listen, he's got to show up, man. Yeah, he's got to show up. They're playing in Cleveland game three and game four. He has got to show up. Um, I, I, I am glad to see people killing the Yankees for putting Aaron Hicks on the roster if he's not going to come up there at the end of the game. Philip Castro, what is the point of him being on the roster if that's the case? Uh, let me just say one thing, and this is a silver lining. 
everything went right for the Indians today to win, right? The bloops went their way. I mean, Harrison Bader strikes out on a defensive uh, a move, you know, when, he, when, he, when he's moving to avoid the, the, uh, the, the pitch hitting him. And literally everything went right for, for the Indians and they won the game. So at least the silver lining is you can't imagine, unless the midges really come out like, they, like they're saying they might, I mean, uh, the Yankees should be able to write. Well, let's be honest, David. If they don't win, and, and I'm not trying to disparage Cleveland in any way. Tito Francona is a Hall of Fame manager. Aaron Boone uh, couldn't sniff his jock. We all know that. Um, and Cleveland pitches. Their bullpen is really good. They have a star in Jose Ramirez. If the Yankees can't beat this team in a five-game series, then you know what? Uh, then the Yankees need to think long and hard about the way their team is built and the way their team is looking, and the way they're going to progress moving forward here, David. That's the bottom line. You lose a game today, fine. You cannot lose this series. That's why I know I'm going to hear a lot about the, the shades of 2006 all over again. And I remember that series. I remember cutting class. I remember a 1 o'clock game. I wasn't going to miss Yankees-Tigers. Remember it well. Ran out the night before. They should not lose this series to Cleveland. And if they do, wholesale changes. All right, this is a treat. He's never joined us in one of these Spotify lives. A good buddy of mine, and I love him because he's honest, he's fair, he kills Aaron Boone, which you know we love. The great Neil Keefe joins us after a game two loss. What's up, buddy? How you doing? You're regretting uh, that comment about uh, not fe- you know feeling good about the day game. I told you. Yeah, you know what though, dude? When when it's two nothing there, go win the game. The Yankee offense did nothing today outside of that stand homer, bro. Nothing. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, you're going to have to win these these types of low-scoring games. And obviously, the annual disappearing act from the Yankees offense is is an annual tradition. But I mean, the, some of the moves made here to take staying out for LaCastro as if you knew that wasn't going to work out. And then to have the scenarios in the 10th where you have Tyone making the first relief appearance of his career in 143 games. You've got LaCastro leading off against Classe. If IKF reaches, Pagashioka is facing him for the second time. Boone ripped through Stan. He, he used Carpenter earlier, early. He used, he took Trevino out. It was like only one manager capable of making all those scenarios come possible in the 10th inning. What a disastrous day. And the bad feeling I had when that game got rained out last night is just tenfold now going back to Cleveland. Well, I totally get that. And look, not a great day for the Yankee manager. His guys could have made him look good though. I mean, listen, they had opportunities in the third inning to blow the game open. They don't do it. They had opportunities late in the game. And, and you know what's funny, Neil? I, for one, understood why in the eighth inning you're going to run with Castro there because you're thinking, hey, get a hit, find a way, win the game right here, right in this moment, right at this particular time. But it hurts you that much more when you burn Carpenter, which, by the way, Neil, I had no problem with. At that point in the game, I'm not waiting because here's the problem, right? If they don't use Carpenter with a couple of runners on base and it's the bottom half of the sixth inning, if Cleveland goes and puts up a three spot or a four spot, you and I are saying, well, you had Carpenter. You didn't use Carpenter. What's the point of saving him if the game is a three or four run game? You know what I mean, dude? So I understand sending Carpenter up, but the issue I have, tie on, tie game, never done it before. And you go, if you're not going to Schmidt there, don't go to him. Like to me, let Tyon pitch. That says, hey, guess what? I'm letting my starter go. I'm thinking about the next two days, but to go to to go to Schmidt there is like it's like it's hypocritical. <laughs> it was bad, but the the well, there's like the Carpenter being used there. I had no problem with the problem is Carpenter should be in the lineup. 
He's the Yankee. He was the Yankees' second best hitter. He should not be getting one at bat in these games. One plate appearance is first in two months. He needs to be in the lineup. Marwin Gonzalez. Why is he on the ALDS roster if he's not going to? Or Hicks. Or Hicks. What is the point of sending Castro up there in the bottom half of the inning? It, it, indefensible. Right. And I'm not a Gonzalez fan by any way. Shouldn't be on the Yankees. But he's seven for 14 with three extra base hits against Bieber. If he's not starting today, why is he on the team? It's just. It's just these moves. It's like, yeah, using Carpenter there, no problem with. But he should be starting. Why isn't Gonzalez playing? It's like it's a Glaber. You got Glaber batting third. I, I, there's just so many issues. And I saw your tweet earlier about Rosario swinging at the first pitch and his at-bat. Glaber swinging at the first pitch in the bottom of the ninth was just as bad because it made Francona easy to use Class A again in the 10th. It's just like just the little things every single year in the postseason that come back to screw the team. And certainly you need to score more than two runs. You can't score two in the first and then go nine innings with no runs. But it's it, there's so many issues. It's not just one issue. It, there's so many issues. And it's always the case with this core that it, it just always happens this way. What is your gut feel? Is there a game five Monday night? <laughs> there is. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I feel sick right now. The fact that, that we're at this point, you know, like it, it's unbelievable. It truly is. I think, I don't know that there's a game five. I have a horrible feeling because, you know, now you're asking Severino against McKenzie. That's a pretty even matchup and you're on the road. Then you've got Cole in game four. Okay. They don't have anyone in game five. We just saw Tyone. Like, there's a reason that they went out and got Frankie Montas. They don't trust Tyone. They didn't want to have to use him today. And Boone is so quick to pull Loiza. He's so quick to pull Peralta. He's so quick to pull Holmes to get to Tyone. I get that they're about to play four games in four days. You want to save the relievers, but you have to win the game at hand. You had a lead in this game. You had a two run lead in this game, just like the game we talked about 16 years ago when they blew the lead in that game. And this was a, a very, very bad loss. I hope that come Sunday, we're laughing and it was nothing and we're going, you know, we're watching the Yankees play the Astros next week. But I just, this just feels like an, another early exit. And I get people are going to say, what did you expect them to run the table and not lose in the postseason? No, I didn't. But this, Gar this Guardians team is vastly inferior. You had a home lead. You had everything in your favor here to go just win one of two in Cleveland. I don't know, JJ. I, I don't. I don't want to say anything bad, but I just don't have a good feeling. No, and Neil, listen. There's a lot. Good call as always, bro. That's the great Neil Keith. There's a lot of PTSD from Yankee fans over the last couple of years in the playoffs. Let's call it what it is. I'm right there with you guys. I totally understand. Whether it's shades of 2006 or whether it's shades of playoff games since 2009, the offense going gimp losing a bitter playoff game at home and then going quietly into the night. Listen, Luis Severino's waited a long time to get back on a mound starting a playoff game. Severino's going to have to be great. Yankees got to turn the page quickly. And I'm kind of at a point where I think it's Garrett Cole no matter what in game four. I could be wrong on this. I think it's Garrett Cole no matter what. All right, the calls are coming in hot and heavy. Richard, up next. What's up, Rich? How we doing, baby? JJ, how's it going? Rich, I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. I shouldn't say I'm doing well after that game. Who are we kidding? Listen, here's my take. First of all, why not roll it with Schmidt or or um, Herman, who have bullpen experience? You know, that's a good point, considering that Domingo Herman has pitched in the bullpen in the past. Very, very good question. Um, My bigger issue more than anything is the idea that they go to Schmidt after pitching Tyon. It's like, well, at that point, you might as well let Schmidt start the inning. No, listen, here's my, here's my real take, though. For game three... The Indians had to empty the tank for this one. A couple of the relievers threw over 25 pitches. The guy who pitched eighth couldn't throw a strike. He threw 27 or 28 pitches. Class A went to 30 pitches. He's not pitching tomorrow. 
the, the Yankees have a big edge in game three. I, and I trust Severino. Severino's been money over the years. He doesn't always go deep into the game, but he always like shuts down. He has shut down stuff. We need him to come out big and then Cole close it out in game. Well, Richard, listen, more than anything, I think always I think always Severino will be up to the challenge in game three. I am actually supremely confident that Severino is going to answer the bell. I think he's got the sort of eye of the tiger that you're looking for. My biggest issue for the Yankees, and it's been the biggest issue for a long, long time now in postseason games, is this offense going to answer the bell, and is this offense going to show up? I don't know. That I don't know about. My gut feeling, as we get ready for game three tomorrow night, and it's raw because it's you know minutes after game number two, I think Stefan and I will be back in this exact same place on Monday night. That's my gut feeling. I think we will be watching. I, I think this is a split. I think the Yankees and the Guardians split the next two games, and we're talking about game five Monday night. Matthew, up next. What's up, Matty? How we doing? JJ, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Matt. What's up, man? I'm not going to rehash, you know, everything that all the callers are saying, but the love affair with Judge, listen, he had a nice season. It's great. I mean, he had better than a nice season. Let's be fair on this, Matt. It was one of the best seasons of all time. Come on now. Come on now. He had a very nice historic season. It was very fun, but, you know, Guy's a 220 hitter in the playoffs. I, I know I know he's had great regular seasons, face of the franchise, but and listen, every player has a bad stretch. I was look during the game, I'm looking up Bernie's old numbers, Tino's. Everyone has a bad couple games. But, you know, the criticism's gonna come at him. Now he's got to hit. Now he's gotta go to Cleveland and he's gotta start to hit. And Boone's gotta make adjustments now. I was totally for Cabrera playing. I thought the kid brought a lot of energy. I thought he looked very good ending the season, but it's clear he's overmatched. So don't you agree he's got to... But who are you playing? Here's the problem, Matthew. If Andrew Benintendi was ready to suit up and play, I would a thousand percent agree. I'd say, yeah, Andrew Benintendi's ready to go. He's my left fielder in game three. You're not playing Aaron Hicks at Tim Castro in the outfield, are you not? I, I would play Hicks. He's a sweet... Oh, no, I can't do that, Matthew. I can't do that. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I can't do that. So overmatched. Here's all you need to know, Matthew. If the Yankees were confident in Hicks, why is he not hitting in the bottom of the inning against Class A? But why is he on the roster? Well, I agree. I, I, I think he serves no purpose. He shouldn't be on the roster. Yeah, that's music to my ears. I agree. There's no way in the world I'm playing Hicks in Game 3. Matthew, no way, no how can I have Aaron Hicks in the lineup in Game 3. Can't do it. We'll see what Cabrera does. Yeah, listen, he hasn't been good. I, I, I feel the same way as you. I, I understand a frustration with Waldo. Waldo has not had good at bats. Aaron Hicks? No, thank you. I'm sorry. No, I'm not going in that direction. No way. Uh, let's head to, um, where are we going to go here? Let's head to um, Jeremy, who's up next. Hi, Jeremy. How are we doing? I have a question. I'm a Mets fan, obviously, but I'm interested in the Yankees' perspective. Um, did you miss Chapman and all in the tenth inning? No, no, not no, not in the least. No, not in the least. I've seen that guy blowing up big games. No, not, not at all. Not at all. Not that wasn't even a thought that came across my mind. To be perfectly frank, not at all. Okay. My other question is, I mean, the other guy, the guy before, touched on it, but Judge, if he has two bad games here, and like you go down, like do the Yankees? Do you feel better about maybe not signing him? Even like. Great season, but terrible postseason. Um, I think there will be some Yankee fans, Jeremy, who feel that way. I would not be in that category. I'm not going to let four games define Aaron Judge when he's coming off a record-setting season. But do I want to see him show up in the next two games in Cleveland? I, I sure do. 
I sure do. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Uh, let's hit to Anthony, who's up next. He joins us. Hi, Anthony. How we doing? Hey, JJ. How you doing? All right. I'm doing okay, Anthony. We're hanging in there. What's up, pal? Uh, yeah, a lot of points were already taken. I wanted to bring up the Hicks and Marwin Gonzalez piece. Bob Costas brought it up on the air. It just made no sense that if he's not going to pinch hit there, I don't know why he's on the roster. Well, then Peraza should be on the roster, 1,000%. And you could make the argument, Anthony. Now, listen, I care if I had a good game today. He had a couple of hits. He did his job at shortstop. No issues, no problem. But you could make the argument that the Yankees would be better suited putting Gonzalez in the lineup. He had good numbers against Bieber. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, again, if you're not going to use him today, then when are you ever going to use him? Um, you know, normally I'm not too positive, but I am going to try and put a positive spin on it. I, I One of the callers mentioned about the, the Cleveland bullpen. I do think they're going to be taxed for game three. Um, I think it's a, a, a winnable game. I think we're definitely going to be the favorite for game three. And if we could take care of business game three, JJ, I don't think there'll be a game five. I think Cole can wrap it up in game four. I mean, this team is better than Cleveland. They just are. And I know their offense is spotty, but Cleveland is a light hitting team. This is a matchup that you have to take advantage of and beat this team. A lot of people were saying Cle uh, Yankees in four, and I'm still going to stick well, to Anthony, it. Well, Anthony, that was my prediction. That was my prediction as well. I, I hope I'm right on that. I'm a little uneasy about that. Let me put it this way. Good call. I'm going to be beside myself if the Yankees go and lose the next two games of this series. Like, let's be perfectly honest. It is an out-and-out -out embarrassment for the Yankees if they go and lose game three and game four in Cleveland and they don't get this back to Yankee Stadium for a game five. But if you're the team that you think you are, you find a way, right? You find a way. I mean, as Aaron Judge just said a few minutes ago, I like the guys in this team. I like where we're at. We're going to be fine. All right, well, go show it. Go prove it. Two games, Saturday and Sunday. And the Yankees have played well in that ballpark historically. They have played well there. See, this this is baffling when it comes to LaCastro. 179 batting average against righties in 28 at-bats. Not that Aaron Hicks and Marlon Gonzalez are world beaters. How is Tim LaCastro getting at it bat there? Bizarre. 
Let's head to Chris in New Jersey, who's up next. Hi, Chris. How are we doing? What's up, Poppy? I'm all right, but uh, let me first give the bad before I give uh, some optimism here for you and the other Yankee fans. Okay. First of all was the hitting. The hitting was really atrocious, leaving 18 men on base. And also, this went on notice, 7-8-9 for the Guardians. You give four walks. That's the bottom of the lineup that does not scare me at all. You cannot be giving free bases to a team like that. Yeah, and I thought it was going to burn them with the Miles Strawlock in the top half of the ninth inning. I hated that pitching from Holmes. And then Rizzo boots the ball, and I'm like, here we go. The Yankees are going to lose the game. But then when Rosario bails you out and swings at the first pitch, I'm like, all right, you got the, the heart of the order outside of Bader coming up. Go and win the game. Yankees couldn't win the game. Then you got to see Tyone in the extra innings. Didn't work out. Yankee lineup is the reason they lost this game, Chris. We could spend a lot of time talking about pitching moves and bullpen moves. They struck out 15 times and they scored two runs. That's why they lost the game. Yeah, that's true. Now, let me give some optimism here. Number one, I think the relief pitching really showed that it was pretty good. Went five innings, only giving up two runs. I really like that. Now, here's a key thing. And besides the fact also Boone managed solidly, I'm not going to say great. When it comes to the uh, Cleveland, they've got McKenzie in for game three. And Costas referred to it in, in tonight's game where uh, Bieber is probably not pitching in game five. So worst case scenario, if we're down 2-1 coming into game four, we're likely not facing their top two arms. Do you agree? Well, you're going to see Quantrill in game four. Quantrill has been terrific at home. I know the Yankees got to him in game one, but he's been a much better pitcher in his ballpark. Um, I, I would Let's put it this way, Chris. If they lose tomorrow night, I'm going to be on pins and needles on Sunday. Pins and freaking needles. If they're facing elimination and Garrett Cole's on the mound, I mean, you want to talk about a game where Garrett Cole will be earning his money and then some? That will be a game where he's earning his money and then some. Yankees need to win game two, uh, three. They need to win on Saturday night. Pretty imagine the callers on Sunday night if Garrett Cole lays an egg and you lose in four. But uh, that will do it. Well, listen, Yankee lineup needs to show up. Point blank, simple as that, Yankee lineup needs to show up. We'll see if they're up to the challenge. Charlie. Elmhurst, hello, buddy. Hey, JJ. Uh, let me tell you. So, yeah, I mean, not I mean, hello again. But after the first inning, which they set the tone by Cortez got out of that inning and Stanton set the tone with the home run. Oh, you thought they were going to win the game going away. I mean, let's be honest, Charlie. You thought the Yankees were in cruise control at that point. No, that's why. That's why they set the tone right. But after that, it was so exasperating to watch. And second inning, they got to run on a second base. And they got a golden opportunity with second and third one out. You got to come through, get a run or two in. And they left Bieber off the hook. They let this uh, Cleveland team, like, they just gave him life, which is unacceptable. Unacceptable. They allowed him. You know what they did, Charlie, today? They allowed Cleveland, who's an underdog in this series, to hang around. They hung around. They hung around. They hung around. And sure enough, what happened? They seized the moment when they were given an opportunity in the top half of the 10th inning. Bloop, bloop, double over Bader's head, difference in the game. Simple as that. Yes, absolutely. And what do you, I don't, I don't, there's one pitching move I kind of question. Do you rather saw, see Klotschman start the inning that 10th? Or- yes, yes. Now, it's not the reason the Yankees lost the game. I don't want to make it as simple as that. But to me, the fact that they're going to Schmidt there to clean up the mess, let him start the inning. Now, it's not like Tyone got bomb, dude. It's not like he gave up piss missiles. It was a bloop double that could have been caught. A bloop single because you got to play the infield in. 
and then he gave up the double. But yes, I would have preferred seeing a reliever in that spot. That is true. Oh, absolutely. That's the, that's the one question on the the manager. But other than that, it's just defense. Uh, I mean, Donaldson with that throw, that is not good. And just overall, the hitting and just hitting just with just I, I, one one nugget, one nugget on this. Uh, I found the trend between the Yankees and Guardians this season. They play eight games, including the playoffs. So Yankees six six and two. The six times the Yankees won, the Yankee hitter struck out lesser than the as a whole than the Guardians hitter as a whole. But two times they lost, the Yankee hitter struck out more than the Guardians hitter in total. So tonight, today, Yankee hitters struck out 15 batters, and what Guardians struck out, hitters struck out like as a whole like seven times. That's not a recipe for success. So you've got to put the ball in the play. Your strikeout doesn't do anything good. So that's why tomorrow it's going to be tough against McKenzie, but you got Severino on the ropes, on, on the bump. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta win tomorrow. You gotta win tomorrow. Dan Weapon is, you're, you, you're right back where you need to be. You're back in the driver's seat. Precisely. If you win game three, you then get to decide what you're going to do in game four. If you lose game three, it's simple. Garrett Cole takes the ball. Um, you try to avoid elimination. If you win, I still would start Garrett Cole. Cause I don't want to get to a game five. I'm going to say, I'm going to try and win this right here and right now. We'll worry about game five, game five when we get there. That would be my mentality if I'm the Yankees. We'll see if that's the case. But offensively, they got to be better. The great Justin in Floral Park is up next. Hi, Justin. Very frustrating. Uh, I don't know. Boone managed this game like we were behind one game to none, man, with the, all the moves in the bullpen. A little etchy now with, uh, you know, you're going to wear out the arms. Yeah, I get that, Justin. I didn't have a critique with the bullpen management until he went to Jamison Tyon, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, Nestor, Nestor was wearing down. Like, did you get the sense that Nestor could have given you another inning? I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I would have started him the inning and then if batter by batter. I mean, I guess you could have. In, in hindsight, you could have. But the way he looked in the fifth, fourth and the fifth inning, I, I was thrilled he got through five at that point, to be fair. Because he didn't look great. He was kind of laboring basically this entire game. The bottom line, and we've said this so many times, man, the bats go silent. This is why, you know, we, we don't put balls in play. We're, we're in trouble. 15 strikeouts today, Justin. And they could have knocked Bieber out of this game in the bottom half of the third inning, dude. They had a chance to do so. Absolutely. Um, you know, a little more, I don't know. I, I feel like Cabrera looks a little overmatched. He's pressing. It, it is, to me, in the first two games of this series, is Waldo Cabrera has been pressing. But. I don't think you're going to see the Yankees put John Carlos Stanton out in the outfield. I mean, are you? I mean, they would do it if DJ LeMay was on the roster, but he's not. Well, I mean, you could do it if you wanted to play Carpenter as a DH. You could be able to do it if Stanton physically could handle it. What it tells me, Justin, if the Yankees are not going to do that, it tells you that John Carlos Stanton physically cannot handle playing the outfield. And I just think Stanton's a better player when he's out in the outfield. Well, I agree with that. Justin, I think the Yankees do too. But I don't think they think he is physically able to do so. It's going to be interesting, man. Uh, you know, McKenzie's tough as hell. But, you know, listen, I think, I think this team plays better on the road, the Yanks. I really do. So I really expect this to be over Sunday. Justin, if the Yankees are the team that we think they are, my man, you find a way, right? You find a way. You're going to deal with some adversity throughout the postseason. It's not easy. Yankees aren't going and pulling a, a 99 
but they lose one game the entire postseason. They're not good enough to do that. You're going to lose some games. Look at these other series. The Dodgers are 1-1, heading to San Diego. The Braves, who right now are getting smacked by the Phillies, are 1-1 in Philadelphia. Like, right? the Astros are whooping it on the, on the Seattle Mariners. But guess what? Seattle easily could have won the first two games of the series. If you're the team you think you are, you're going to respond. Simple as that. Uh, let's head to Andrew, who's up next. Hi, Andrew. How we doing? Uh, JJ, could have gone better today. I, I think uh, there's still reason to be optimistic. I think, you know, a lot of people have brought up some good points. Bullpen lines up better for the Yanks, I think, going into tomorrow with Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's being burnt out a little bit. Um, and, you know, I think natural natural regression in the mean, you would got to think that Judge and even Cabrera, though he looks a little overmatched, you got to think those guys are going to play better over the next couple of days. Uh, I sure hope so, Andrew. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about the Yankees leaving the postseason way too early. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. But but I guess, you know, I, I just wanted to rehash a couple of these things that the manager did today because I feel like sometimes people rag on the manager and, and you know, it's easy to do that because um, he does some things, you know, over the course of the year where you, you can nitpick. But, you know, all said, the Yankees won 99 games this year. He does he does a fairly good job, but but the head scratchers of bringing Tyone into the game in the tenth, I just don't understand how that is the first guy that you think of to go there. The guy I, I looked on Baseball Reference, I think he maybe had one relief outing in Double A in 2013, and this is the guy that you're going to bring in in a tight spot in Game Two of the ALDS. Like I think there's just a different mentality when you're a starting pitcher versus if you're a, a bullpen pitcher. You know, you're a starting pitcher. Yeah, you can get knocked around, maybe give up a couple of those blue pits, and you can settle down over the course of multiple innings. You need a guy who's been tested under the gun like a Clark Schmidt. So I didn't understand that remotely. And then you've, you you brought it up, and I'm glad that you did. How are you letting LeCastro hit there? Even if it's not hit, you know, you, you don't like Hicks, you don't like Gonzalez. LeCastro's had barely any at-bats. And not only that, his at-bat quality, Andrew, against right-handed pitching has been atrocious. It makes absolutely no sense to carry Aaron Hicks on this team if he's not going to hit there in the bottom half of the 10th inning. I wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. And I would have gone to Schmidt. I don't want to make that the reason the Yankees lost this game, but do I trust a guy who's had high leverage relief innings more so than a guy who started? Yeah. And look, Tyone, whoop, whoop, hit. It's not like it's not like he got pounded, but in hindsight, yeah, I'd prefer a reliever there in that situation. I would. Douglas is up next. What's happening, Dougie? How we doing? I caught you earlier. You said you would definitely pitch Cole game four no matter what. No matter what. I would start him. I go I either go for the kill or I'm, I'm trying to stay alive. No matter what. If they get to game five, who's starting for the Yanks? I'll figure that out in game five. Maybe it's Domingo Herman. Maybe it's Jamison Kion. I don't know. I'll figure that out if I get to game five. I don't want to get to game five. That's my opinion, Douglas. Douglas. I, I agree. And this is, and it just, uh, it, and this is the unfortunate, uh, <laughs> result with getting Montas. Cause I mean, that would have been a, another piece for them in the, uh, in the pitching staff. Uh, no question. Montez being an absolute stiff and then Montez getting hurt has really hurt this Yankee team, Douglas. And you know what else has hurt this Yankee team? And you've seen it in the first two games of this series, not having Andrew Benatendi. And I love his Waldo Cabrera. I love his spark. I love his energy. He's looked overmatched. Like, let's be real. If Ben Attendi was on the roster, he'd be playing game three. Would he not? Would he not? Let's head to Scotty, who's up next. Scotty boy, what's up, Poppy? 
AJ, man, we were praised, we were graced by the presence of the great Neil Keefe. I did not expect him to come. Yeah, Neil Keefe, good buddy of mine, joining us on at Spotify Live. You'll have to see it, absolutely. So spot on, too. He said yesterday he feels like this was going to be like 2006. And I remember that. I was like nine years old. And was- yeah, I remember it, too. And, and I saw it. And you know what's funny, Scotty? I've already gotten a couple of texts from Yankee buddies of mine uh, reminding me of such. The Yankees can put that to bed tomorrow night by going and winning and doing what they need to do. But yeah, 2 nothing lead. Everything's going the Yankee way. Rosario hits the home of the tie. But then the Yankees had chance after chance after chance, Scott. I mean, come on, man. Look, should they put out Tyone? Uh, they should have won Schmidt, maybe. But also the Yankees. I don't want to make that the narrative and why you lost this game. Like, I don't like it. But it's not the reason you lost this game. 15 strikeouts and two runs is why you lost this game. Every year, they disappear in the postseason. It just doesn't end. Every, it's every year, JJ. They don't hit in the postseason. They have a hard time beating good pitching. They can't put bat to ball. And it's just every year this just happens. I mean, if they can't be, if they're struggling to beat Cleveland, how are they going to face the Astros? Yeah, it's a bad look for the Astros series. But you know what, though? At this point, Scotty, I'm not even concerned about the Astros as they are even with Cleveland going back to Cleveland for game three. I'll worry about the Astros when they get to the Astros. And look, I understand, you know, uh, you know, uh, the Braves are, you know, Braves are getting killed right now. The Dodgers lost. But, I mean, the Yankees, honestly, they, they, didn't, they didn't show up. At least those teams showed up in the last couple of games. I mean, even though the Braves are getting killed. Well, I mean, here's the, here's the difference between those two teams, Scotty. It's not even that. It's that the Braves won the World Series in 2021 and the Dodgers won the World Series last year. This Yankee team is not. That's the difference. And that's a big, big difference. All right, we'll take a couple more. Jeff Money, I see you here. I know you'll deliver. How you doing, Jeff Money? What's up? What's up? I know you know, you're doing all okay over there, but I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, listen, right now it's one game. I don't want to get too nuts. Bad loss. I'm not in a good mood, but series is not over. Season is not over. Come on. I still say the Yankees still got the advantage. Um, so I got to be honest with you. I have not seen a line yet for tomorrow. I would guess, I would guess Yankees minus 130. Yankees, I saw minus 120 on FanDuel. Mm, a little low for my liking, to be honest with you. I mean, I like. I mean, they know they, they do good. I know it's only during the regular season, but they won two out of three, and the two more they won, they blew the crap out of them. And they what? They got shut out the last game. But, you know, it's regular season. I understand that. But you still got the advantage. You know what I mean? Even even if something went wrong next game, yeah, I still feel confident. And I just Well, I would not feel great. See, that's where we beg to differ, Jeff Money. I am not going to feel great if the Yankees lose tomorrow night. If the Yankees are playing an elimination game at any point, I'm never feeling good. I'm not. No, I under, that's understandable. Listen, I know I, we don't want you don't want to do or die exactly, but I feel confident in tomorrow. Actually, see, I think Severino's going to answer the bell. I think Severino's going to pitch really well. I don't know how deep Severino can go, but let's be real, Jeff Money. They need Severino to minimum give them six innings. They need six innings out of Luis Severino with the state of affairs with this bullpen. They do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when they were up 2 nothing today, I said, oh, it's wrapped up. I like them today. And uh, uh, when I saw they were up 2 nothing, I said, oh, they're going to cruise by. I just, I was pretty much in shock when... Uh, oh, at 2 nothing, I felt great about this game from a Yankee standpoint. Great. I'm like, here we go. Nestor on a bump. Two runs. They'll get a couple more off of Bieber. be the difference in the game. They didn't. And that third inning is when they allowed the Cleveland Guardians to kind of, dare I say, 
hang around, bro. They hung around. Rosario hit the homer to tie it. They made some big pitches late in the game. And then the Yankees go to extra innings. And when you go to extra innings, anything goes, bro. Anything goes. Now, did you change the subject? Did you uh, wind up taking the uh, Braves in the series? I did. I don't feel good about it. The way they're getting bombed right now, I don't feel good about it. So did I. But you know what? It's, it's that one's far from over. But of course, now they got to win two in a row unless they come back here, which I which look they are capable of doing. But what you're scared about in that series is that the Philadelphia Phillies they got some juju right now. It's the first time they're at home in the postseason over 11 plus years. Uh, they're fired up after that. Jeff Money, the Phillies can absolutely go and win that series. The Phillies and the Padres are live. They are absolutely live. So, to sum this all up, the Yankees got to score some runs tomorrow night. I know I'm not breaking any news. I know that's not exactly rocket science. I know I'm not reinventing the wheel. Two runs and 15 strikeouts ain't going to get it done tomorrow night. I think Seve answers the bell. You got to think Aaron Judge is going to show up in this series, right? He's got it. With the year he's had, you're telling me Aaron Judge is going to go quietly in a night? I don't see it. But the Yankees are going to sweat a little bit here. If you wondered about the Yankees having it easy or having a sweat, well, you got your answer. They're going to sweat. It is a weekend sweat. So, uh, you know, hydrate up, rest up, do what you need to do, and we'll be having a conversation tomorrow night, which I am very much looking forward to. And I hope we're not talking about the Yankees facing the precipice of elimination. Fun Friday show. Great job by the great Stefan. I mean, everything about today was amazing except for the end result. The seats were great. Being in the sun was great. It was a fantastic, fantastic day, but not for the New York Yankees. We're back tomorrow night with live reaction to game three of the American League Division Series. Follow, subscribe, all that good stuff on New York, New York. JJ, out. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.